got the money Like the lawyer said to do But he can't face a heartache I cause you is judging you bringing it back to the uh the old school days of sublime and uh when uh you know the roaring 90s <laughs> the roaring 90s welcome back to episode 68 of the lost dial on allnoiseradio.com different time back then oh god those roaring golden 80s i was watching bobby's world the other day oh watch? yeah bobby's world yeah that was uh well, Howie Mandel. Uh-huh. Okay, might be bringing you back. I heard that Howie Mandel has obsessive compulsive disorder so bad that it's amazing that he can even get out and do what he does. Supposedly, he is like he's like one of them cases you see on like you know Discovery Fit and Health, like the people who like. Yeah, they, they, have to, they have to, like, mop the floor, every, like, wherever they walk, and they have to constantly, you know, like... Well, he doesn't know. shake people's hands. Um, I wouldn't shake his hand, even if he <laughs> offered it. But, yeah, he, he, is, he is somewhat of a germaphobe, and he can't shake people's hands, and people freak out. Or not people, he freaks out. Um, even with him doing... Um, is, that why he's, talent, is that why he bicks his head? Because the hair follicles are too... He feels cleaner. Gross, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of this I recently read about him. I, 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 I didn't know he was such a he was such a freak. Yeah, and he is, and that he wrote a book about it too. Um, his... How how did that guy start out, Howie Mandel? Um, he used to have a big, huge head of thick, curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> he did, yes, uh, but he I believe he did start out like in stand up. Uh. That was his his thing. I mean, he had a bunch of other jobs. Did he used to hang that. out with Paulie Shore? I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Uh. I mean, they kind of all hung out back then. Back in the roaring nineties, dude. That's more like the yeah, more like, like the eighties, I think. Yeah, but too. the late eighties kind of they became into the, the yeah, 80s, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ugh, I just think back of, I think it's the fashion that kind of I think back of on um, like the early nineties, just the seemingly seemingly kind of tight jeans, everything tucked into the jeans and stone wash. I don't know the crazy shirts. Button-up shirts with just the colors and the triangles. And yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and then it did. It became... Because uh, I'm also thinking of Seinfeld, too, because he kind of dressed like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to admire Seinfeld for that when I was younger. <laughs> the way he dressed? No, he just always tucked his shirt, and he always looked really neat. Oh. Even though he he looked comfortable. <laughs> he, he, I'm it, laughing because they actually had an episode about that. He, you know... Uh, yeah, he just... He was very casual, even though he was 
put together. Very neat, yeah. Yeah, and uh, no, that definitely was a look. Um, and then, you know, things got kind of grungy for a while. Not everybody got on that bandwagon, but like, you know, Jenko is that's kind of an early 90s thing. Those are the real, you know, baggy jeans and, you know. You know oh, um, yes, that's right, yeah. Like jeans that were designed to be baggy. Yeah, I mean, I mean... You, I don't know. It was the good old days when they invented, you know, wiggers and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it was definitely a different time. Um, Can I say that? <laughs> yeah, no, that that passes. Yeah, it passes. That's fine. Uh, the good old, <laughs> the good old days. Well, say I'm having a nostalgia overload right now, but yeah, good old days indeed. Um, man, have you heard uh, any any? Uh, uh, late breaking news on the zombie apocalypse because I did tell viewers that we were going to keep them up to date and I didn't do any research so I was hoping you did. Uh, lately, what I've been hearing is, I mean, it's what I'm hearing is actually a lot of copycat things. stuff. Oh, good not, things. Not that it's over thing. already. Not that it's over, but that um, people are like, okay, people, let's calm down. Um, and they're not zombies; they're just crazy people on drugs. On yeah, but bath salts. Bath salts yeah. are just crackheads. What um, bath salts? What is this? I got, that's what I meant to look up. I meant to look salts. more into bath salts, but I, I never got around. Now, is that something like when, um, when, and and more more or less women get them like those fancy um, bath uh, baskets with all the things and stuff. It's either that or, I mean, the other thing I would, is it literally having something to do with the bath? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I, I, I haven't I looked, I I haven't looked so. into it because, like, what else? What other term could it be? Like, what could it mean? But I'm assuming it would be that. The only other thing I could have thought it might have been would be Epsom salt, but uh, who's? I mean, who's ever done that as a drug? But then again, who? Would I mean, ever the think powdered laundry salts? detergent would that work too? You blow a line of powdered laundry we detergent. We should be careful because there might be somebody out there who might try it after listening to us suggest all these random things like confectionery. Hey, sugar. that's fine. Call up next time we're on, and we'll all do it together. We'll all we'll all experiment with bath salts. We'll make it an episode. <laughs> Because I'm curious. I, I mean, I don't get it. I mean, it makes people, like, you, you think about people maybe like, I don't know, because I hear people say, no, that's more like PCP or like just, you know, that you can do that kind of crazy stuff and it doesn't even affect you. Bath salts? It sounds like something you can just pick up in your, in your, your laundry closet. And, right. And I think that's part, yeah. of, that's, that's part of it is, is that I guess maybe these young kids these days are looking for something uh, easy, something that they can find from a store, something. Yeah. That so, not do, do you think you know you know how like you know the uh, the people of Middle Eastern descent who own lots of um, stores, uh, convenience stores, you know how you know they kind of got on the bandwagon of selling uh, smoking accessories, water pipes, and such, and then they started selling the K two stuff or K whatever. Whatever, the synthetic marijuana. So, like, can I go into one of their stores and be like, hey, can I get a pack of Camel Lights and some bath salts? Do you think they have that behind the counter? Um, I was thinking about going home and trying some bath salts. And <laughs> heard it does wonderful things for the body. Maybe, so. maybe eat my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I heard. Um, that they actually found no uh, human anything after they done the autopsy for, you know, the so-called zombie. Um, the guy in Miami. Right. They uh, looked in his stomach and they didn't find any uh, flesh whatsoever. So he was just... All they found was undigested pills. Undigested pills. So they didn't find any flesh of the guy that he was chewing. Um, so he was just spitting it out? 
I guess. I mean, they found... Because the guy really was chewed up. Right. They found pieces of his flesh in, in his teeth, but they didn't <laughs> find any in his stomach. Um, and I also heard more about what... Maybe bath salts hel- helps you to, to digest human flesh quicker or something. Maybe. <laughs> um, I heard that the guy is missing... I don't know if it's both his eyes or one of his eyes, parts, or his nose. The guy who was assaulted? His lips, yeah. The victim? The victim. But like I said, I, again... 80% or 75% of his face. Yeah, I mean, so much of this, I mean, even... There are pictures out there, but I'm not really interested in trying to find them. Like, I don't know. That's something that you can't unsee, and I don't know if I'm ready to unsee that or want to unsee that. <clears throat> I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I mean, I get caught up in things with the whole media hoopla and everything, but with something like this, I mean, it almost makes me wonder if a lot of the media outlets that are talking about it or writing about it mm-hmm. are like making a kind of a joke out of this and like kind of helping the urban myths to, uh, to spread. Yeah. Sprout and spread. There's no doubt the the hysteria that was almost going on. Cause you know, I'm not alone. People out there really want this to happen. They want a, like a zombie apocalypse. They want a zombie apocalypse. They're so hell bent on it happening. Because there are books that are written, there are houses that are built specifically to keep out zombies. Oh yeah, Warren that, Buffett's got one. I, uh, you know, I bet Ali Velchi has one too, and I bet he's got all nice suits in there. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I pictured Ali Velchi to be one of them guys who's got like a bunker, and it's it's stocked with the finest suits out of Italy. I, I mean, even He's if I so got like, the best dress that I ever had, yeah, I would you, still yeah, be... Yeah, you look like dog crap compared to Ali Velchi. I, I still would not... God, he is, he is amazing. Those guys that has a... Um, I bet he wouldn't look like... He wouldn't make a very good zombie, though. He has a zoot... He has a... A, a zoot suit? No. <laughs> he has a suit, a pajama suit, I bet. Oh, yeah. Um, he goes to bed in the tuxedo. That, that, that's, that's also His pajamas are tuxedos. It's also a joke for those who watch How I Met Your Mother because Barney has a pajama suit. Mm. He's got a tie and everything. Um, he probably has one, mm. and it probably looks very good. It's probably very comfortable. How I Met Ali Velchi. That's going to be the show <laughs> I write. Seeking to, to meet Ali Velchi just so Because maybe, you know, because, I mean, a lot, most people now watch CNN in HD. Mm-hmm. And that just really, like, really brings out, really brings out those you pinstripe really, suits. Ex- that's exactly what I was going to say. He loves the pinstripe suits, and he wears, you know, and... and there are pins in the pinstripes. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he does the greatest knot in his tie, and his ties are just exceptional. Like, where does he buy those ties? And, uh, I don't know, Ali Velchi, man. I mean, I really... Uh, I really want you. I want to really reach out to Ali Velchi. He wins the best dressed awards for things he's not even nominated on. Now, is he? I'm wondering. Whenever they bring him up, is he in New York or is he in Atlanta? Because CNN's headquarters are in Atlanta. Is he an Atlanta guy or is he like a a New York guy? And they, I don't know. He's he, in the New York offices. I always wonder about he that. Seems like he'd be in New York, but I do know people in Atlanta know how to dress. Yeah, it's supposedly one of the best dressed cities in the in the country. Hmm. Best looking and best dressed. So maybe he I don't know, that's a, that's a really good question because it could possibly be that he was working in Atlanta then maybe he came up and just brought, you know, his trailer load of suits with him um to New York or he's just in Atlanta, you know, right next door is a suit place. Georgia. 
where are the black actors we want to see black people on this, mm. this show um and i don't know why they're not there i mean again i don't i mean i'd love know. to pick al sharpton's brain about this one <laughs> like what do you think is is that what it is they don't want to offend the the producers and the writers of the show the walking dead do not want to offend the black community by portraying the black black people in that sort of way hmm. it's weird but it it shouldn't i also be like your theory that they just like they saw got out of dodge like hey there's a problem here yeah. we're not going to stick around right. for this um they left as for the kids i have a couple theories why you don't see any kids and i'm going back to um another movie i didn't like called the road oh yeah um yeah and, i saw that uh, Viggo Mortensen. That's who it was. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was him or Daniel Craig, but yeah. Um, There's a couple times I think when I guess the father was going to sacrifice the child because they saw that was coming. Yeah. And even that movie, they resorted to cannibalism. Yeah. Um, so maybe they saw that it was coming, so they just wanted to wipe the kids away. On a production standpoint, it's not easy working with kids, especially with a serialized TV show like this, because the kids grow up. But you're talking about kids zombies, so that, right. that shouldn't You just you don't see them. I you mean, only see them like once anyway, so I don't know. Why. Yeah, and, 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 you know, I just found it interesting. I mean, if, if, if this show was taking place in, like, let's say, Maine or Wisconsin, mm-hmm. sure, yeah, then a lot of white zombies. White but, I mean, this takes place in Georgia. I maybe don't know. Maybe one black zombie. Then maybe that's the head zombie. Cause... I mean, and, and the, the, the crew, the troop of them, the living, there is one black guy who's a part of their you know, he their the coalition. Call. Yeah, he didn't get it. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I, I wish when, just when wish the show comes back, accurate. I'm going to bring it up again because I want to make a discussion about it. I want to see if anybody else has any more theories. That's my theory. I just think, um, yeah, I just think I know, society in general, this society in general is so nervous hmm. about portraying the black community, definitely the black community, in any sort of negative negative way. Yeah. <clears throat> and speaking of that, going back to RoboCop real quick, the one black guy in, well, not one black guy, but the the main black uh, henchman. The chief is black. Yeah, the chief is black, which is like another stereotype <laughs> in a lot of these movies. <laughs> just uptight and mad. Just, oh, man. But the uh, the henchman, the, the henchman, the black guy. What was up with his laugh? Why did he have to be so annoying? Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that hyena laugh. Yeah. That was irritating. Like, come on. Why has it got to be a black dude? But then again, it doesn't matter. Even if. I don't know. That, oh, that, movie, that movie was successful. It didn't, it didn't you know. It didn't. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't have a problem. I, I just couldn't wait for him to die. I just didn't want him necessarily to be the first person. And he wasn't. So, I mean, he. he the black community didn't get too riled up about that one. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, is. How is Detroit? Like, is that like a mostly black? Oh movie? yeah, oh yeah. I don't remember seeing that many black people in that movie. But, yeah. but then again, it didn't matter. It was it was the near future, so maybe again, uh, crime was getting worse, and ne- not necessarily was the black people's fault. Maybe they left, and then you know, just white people got even crazier. Oh, white people are just as ridiculous as any uh, as the next guy. the The thing is, I all right. Al Sharpton, get back to me. Also, Tyler Perry, I would like you to make a zombie apocalypse movie wow. featuring black people. Can you do that it? That would be very interesting. He, on the other he actually is, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a self-made man, but he's also a puppet. Uh, he's a Hollywood puppet. I mean, I wouldn't, you, I wouldn't you agree with you there. No, you don't no. think there's some white people in an office that are, that are pulling the strings with him that are like, no. you know, you can do this, you can't do that. No, because he, 
he doesn't work in Hollywood. His studio is in that in Atlanta. Um, and he worked outside of the whole Hollywood system. And he's like the guy that they talked about him beating Hollywood. Um, like his first few movies, they all ended up being number one because he worked outside. Not because he worked outside Hollywood, but because he has such a big fan base. I want to see Medea eating some flesh, some <laughs> <laughs> ripping somebody apart. Now the thing Spike I, Lee. Spike Lee, one of my favorite directors. Make a, make a zombie movie. Just I, do I wonder it. if he actually done a horror movie, Spike Lee. I don't no, I don't believe he has. But I will say with um uh Tyler Perry, I really respect his worth ethic because he does a lot of work. A lot of his like TV shows, his movie, directs them all of them. See, I, most of I them. don't because I think he's a puppet. Spike Lee on the other hand is a good example of someone who doesn't give a crap about what white executives in Hollywood have to say. Because he says the most outrageous things in the world. True. And he has to constantly, you know, step back. And sometimes he apologizes, sometimes he doesn't. But he does it on his own. Well, he's not a Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry fan anyway. But the point I was trying to make about Tyler Perry. What was Perry, the last thing Spike Lee did that was just so outrageous that people just could not believe that he said? I don't know. I know they didn't like his last movie, which I don't think has officially come out yet. It was like at um, like the film festivals. I don't even remember what it's called, but they didn't like it. So one day I'm going to see it myself just to see if, like, eh, I've seen better. I think the the most, the latest, and it's not, it's kind of old, but Miracle at St. Anna was the last Spike Lee movie I saw. Yeah. Which also, you know, he he wanted to do a World War II movie, but he didn't want to focus on, you know, the the regular, you know, spots. Like, you know, um, the Pacific or, you know, France or, you know, in Germany. So it takes place in Italy. And it's a couple black guys. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the reason why I don't feel Tyler Perry's a puppet uh, is because he pretty much finances a lot of the stuff on his own. Whereas, and he's, I mean, Lionsgate is like his best friend. That's like the distributor of his films and stuff. Whereas uh, Spike Lee, he might have a little bit of an issue trying to get his movie released because... He's like, controversial. <laughs> that could be it. All right, too. I'm sorry. And I don't, and the, I, and the thing I'm, that I'm just the thing I don't like about Tyler Perry is good. A lot I'm of glad there's movies. one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was trying to get to, but you kept cutting uh, me off. Okay. But he, um, a lot of his stories are all similar, or pretty much the same thing. Yeah, he likes and, dressing in drag. I mean, not necessarily that, but all the plots are the same. Where there's always some kind of woman in distress who ends up finding this man who's uh, or leaving this man that's like complete trash, but finding someone who's really great, but she neglected and i don't know they all pretty much follow that same plot and it's kind of boring to me but yet we all end up watching we i'm putting we in quotes i, I want i want your, your that your girlfriend from uh 808s and coffee breaks to be here right now because i want to his movies generate a lot of money they do because... and it's and, and it's wake up a black community <laughs> and stop patronizing um tyler perry's movies you know what Tyler Perry is? He's like one of the guys at the end of a Scooby-Doo episode. If you unzipped the Tyler Perry exterior, you know what would, you know what would be under there? You know, a bunch of white men? <laughs> like Jeff Goldblum or like, or like um, the Weinstein brothers or something. No, I, I still disagree with you. Well, I, I think you would have to research him. You'd have, along with um... Steven Spielberg, just a very wealthy white Jewish guy would be under the Tyler Perry exterior. <laughs> so he finally, well, he's 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 pretty in with the uh, the black community. I mean, he made um, the color purple, so he he's fine. Yeah, he did make the color purple, which sadly didn't win. I forgot what won. I'm not sure. It didn't win anything. It was nominated, but it didn't win. 
Maybe because Oprah's in it. <laughs> that was like Whoopi Goldberg's. Like I think that was her debut de film. That yeah, but that Which was I wouldn't have never. That known. was her golden age. I mean, why didn't she stick with serious stuff like that? I, I mean, I like Whoopi Goldberg. I think she's kind of a little nuts, but. Uh, she's always been, I, I think she's always been like uh Once she married like Ted Danson, that's when it all went downhill. Why'd she do that? I don't know. <laughs> Why'd I mean, you do that, Whoopi? <laughs> what's going on there? Oh, she's a, yeah, she is a little, a little bit of a weird one, but I mean, I don't really, she's a nut. I don't dislike her. Anymore. No, I don't dislike her either. I love Whoopi. She's, she's a nut. I mean, how can you, how can you not get behind her? I mean, she was on a, randomly, she seemed like she was on like three shows. I guess starring, I think, as herself um, this past month. I don't know. She's, she's, she's crazy, but in a good way. She's a good crazy. Mm, whoopee. <laughs> uh, you know, you should, you should talk to your friend who does that show and see if she would do a show with us, team up, because I think there are – I like talking about, you know – Issues that might be pushing the envelope a little bit, or get and I think, skin or and I think, you know, I think she'd be a some good one for that. Or as I like to say, blo uh, clogging some vacuums. But yeah, right. I mean, we've had plenty of of crazy white girls from <laughs> from Eastern Connecticut who, you know, yeah. You you want to play a conservative? That's fine. I love her to death, but she, she plays it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I need, I need, a, I need somebody else to come in someday. You're looking for a sassy black friend, <laughs> right? I need a sassy black girl to, to, you know, it doesn't, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that's Ariel and shells for that matter. We'll just 808 say, and coffee breaks. They, they join mm. forces to. Uh, 808s and the upcoming black zombie apocalypse <laughs> the thing that i wanted to point Spikely, out I, do I, it I, I talked to my sister about this and because saying the zombie apocalypse remind me of this and i said i was going to do this on before i left the house but um the thing that i i would like to see happen is not a zombie apocalypse but a ninja apocalypse oh jesus and but what the fun thing, would that be it, i don't <laughs> think it would be because it would just happen overnight and you wouldn't even realize it because it'd be too late and it would just be very quick. So yes, it would everybody be would just fun. be like sliced up, like <laughs> pretty much like cabbages. And, and I'm saying, <laughs> just like cabbages. Um, you wouldn't see it coming, but it's. I mean, it's plausible because you can't say that they don't exist anymore. I mean, you don't really hear Ninjas? about it. Ninjas, mm. yeah. And I mean, people talk about the Illuminati being. <clears throat> Let me tell you around. something. When I go outside late at night to have a cigarette. And I'm, I'm out bag and it's dark and my imagination starts revving up and begins to play tricks on me. Mm -hmm. The last thing I see coming around the corner is a ninja. <laughs> I see zombies coming around the corner. Like I get myself all worked up. Like well, you get, you get at least to get the warning, but the ninja, if you see a ninja, it's already too late. But a zombie, yeah, you do. It, I admit that if it was a zombie, it's more fun because it's, you actually Zo have maybe um, ninjas with red eyes. Red glowing eyes, but that's the other part about ninjas. That I guess that's a it's a myth that they don't they don't dress up in black. They they dress up in like regular clothes. That right, does. yeah, that's a you so. know just their eyes showing, so they look like they're wearing a burqa, but they have a right. They're, they're yeah. that's apparently a myth that I've I've once read that they they're actually in like everyday clothing. So there could be ninjas among us right now. Isn't Jackie Chan an ex ninja? I don't see why not. Now he does V eight commercials. What a sellout. <laughs> I mean, hey, what, what? What do you mean he's a sellout? He's getting old. 
Let him make some money somehow. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's rich anyway for all the movies he's done so far. What crazy, <laughs> pasty-ass, <laughs> white Hollywood executive came up with the idea of putting Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker together? Who I don't know, but it worked for three ever, movies. And you know what? Yeah, the third one kind of sucked, I, I will admit. The sweeted version was better. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that. That's a great movie. I love yeah. that movie. We have to take a break. All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, let's take a break. Ex- episode sixty-eight of the Lost Dial on uh, AllNoiseRadio.com. Yes. Episode 68 of The Lost Dial, powered by allnoiseradio.com. <sighs> Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, 1995, back when <laughs> times were good. <laughs> you wouldn't know by that song. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm sad. And it's all cloudy. And it's like, Obama, up. bring us back to the 90s. <laughs> Uh, I have no idea what's going on in political news. No, either. I don't actually. I've I've really um, I've really taken a nosedive away from the political spectrum because now it's just it's just bickering. It's back and forth bullcrap. You know, which is most of what politics is. They've got their nominee, Brock's their nominee, and then and, 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 and back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm better. <laughs> I treat my dog better than you. And, and oh my god, you're a why socialist. You? That's why I wore my um my socialist shirt today. Ah, I see. Because I, I love the looks I get from people. Some you know, the the yeah. Re- I took a look, but I'm like, eh, it's Mike. Yeah, so. I'm you know. Whatever, I'm a socialist, <laughs> and I'll I'll throw it in your face. And, and still, I, I wonder. I mean, why why Mitt Romney? He just he's like fiber. Yeah, he makes me sad. <laughs> yes, exactly. <sighs> if I were to have a catchphrase, I guess that's what it would be. I'm just why can't just why can't even why can't even the older generations be sick of wicked rich. Goofy white dudes. Or just pick somebody fun looking. I mean, there's nothing cool about him. And uh, all right, yeah, he was a great businessman, but uh, you know, from what they're saying, as governor, he didn't. He didn't really do business. Yeah, he didn't do the greatest job running the state. He uh, is better in a you know real business environment. The state's a little different. You're kind of. With most big corporations, you're not dealing with, you're not responsible for people's lives. And as a governor, you're not like a pilot and you're in that <laughs> sense of the being responsible for people's lives. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everything you do does affect somebody else. The others, you know, uh, the people, the people. He's just a doofus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need a better people person. Someone with better maybe charisma or something. 
I don't know. I mean, he, I don't even. I don't even know why I care. He but. can't relate to. He can't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what they say. Even though, like, all day long, he's out, like, you know, mingling with the normal people. But I mean, supposedly he cannot. Yeah, supposedly he cannot relate to people. Anybody making under eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. You could probably relate. He had a servant that did that once, or something like that. Like, oh, I knew a. You know, I had a lowly. Lowly worker. I do like his wife. I don't know. Something about her. I understand why people like her. She's, um, and it has nothing to do with any health issues that might have made people, you know, sympathize for her. Is um, she more of a people person? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she's just, I don't know. She's like, um, she's, she's real. She's real. Personable. Yeah, she's real. I like that word. <laughs> Personable. Mm. I know how this, I know how people are out there oh she you know has multiple she she has um you know mild multiple multiple sclerosis and oh i love her because you know her trials and tribulations no nothing like that i just think (laughs) i just when i see her she seems real to me Hmm. her husband he's like a stick figure robotic yeah he's a robot he's robocop whatever he can say robocop robocop's cooler (laughs) than (laughs) romney dude robocop's i don't know yeah, he, he, Robocop, Robocop is more animated in his face than Mitt Romney is in his entire body. At least toward the end, Robocop remembers that he was a person. Right. He, he starts to become human again. Um, you know? Mm-hmm, I do. So would you say it's worth watching Robocop 2 and 3? Because I haven't... Oh, I've, I've, I saw Robocop 2, but it wasn't so great that I had to watch it again and again. Um... Two maybe I don't know I don't I don't know about three I don't know <laughs> I didn't even know there was a third one. yeah there's a third one that uh, I forgot what year that came out ninety three I think it's uh, it's definitely even with the second one it's not the same that's what I've been hearing that it's just mixed to negative reviews I'll put it that way yeah but I don't know I I mean I don't think they're available on Netflix right now anyway so. I'm not really too concerned. I mean, I just wanted to watch the first one, so I would be ready when... You needed to get it out of your system. Right. I need to get out of my oh, system. Oh, that's right. That's the whole reason why you brought it up. That's part of the reason. Because they're remaking it? That's part of the reason, yeah. Ugh. I mean, that's part of the reason why I watched it. God damn you, Hollywood. <laughs> why? Why do you got to kill a good thing? I mean, they, they tried to kill a good thing by making it a franchise thing, but... But I, they've been wanting to since, like, 2005. They, so now they're... Now it's 2012, closer. and they really have to do it. They really got to kill a good thing. The thing that they really... I'm just talking about Hollywood, specifically Warner Brothers. Um, How come they haven't remade The Wizard of Oz? I mean, they, they wanted... made The Wiz. Yeah, it's close. I mean, I actually like The Wiz a lot better, maybe because it's you know got black people in it. <laughs> it's, I, I don't see it as a remake. I just see it as The Black Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, it's also a musical, too. And Well, then again, so is yeah. Wizard of Oz. They do a lot of singing. But it's... it's uh, I don't know. It's lame the whiz however is fun i don't know um i'm just saying you know these these remarkable achievements in in uh in in film history and the and robocop maybe i wouldn't hold it up you know next to metropolis or the wizard of Oz. that would be interesting if they remade that metropolis. yeah okay that i'll i'll get behind remake metropolis and there are very few remakes that i think that are better than the original and the one that I always go to is Ocean's Eleven because the first one, Ugh. I was bored. I mean, I, I mean, I know it's got the Rat Pack and everything, but I was bored by it. I mean, I, I will try to watch it maybe a fourth time and try to get through the entire thing. Um, 
Because I don't really fall asleep easy on movies, but I did with that one twice. I wish a meteor had fallen onto the house of whoever was who originally came up with the oceans idea and and fell right it's on the heist movie. They, they you know a bunch of guys want to go knock over a casino or three. But he didn't he didn't realize the the re, the repercussions of of putting together the dream team for the Ocean's Eleven remake <laughs> that just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about that collaboration just makes me nauseous. Was it the actors that are involved? Or just, yeah. Oh, okay. The dream team. They're awesome people. They're like the 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 elites. Because I actually had to sit down, or not, I didn't sit down and do this, but like, what is it to me that makes that movie so awesome? And it's the writing, it's the, the casting, um, it's the colors. And yeah, it's as simple as that sometimes, the colors. <laughs> Because you know it's it's eye candy. I like seeing you know, those the flashing lights and everything going on. And um, yeah, you're like a cat. What about um, <laughs> what about this movie Rock of Ages? There's a lot of people in that. There are. Um, and that's one thing that's kind of leaning me towards it. But I'm just. It looks dumb as hell, but there's a lot of interested. people in it. Yeah, I mean Mary J. Blige, Alec Baldwin, Tom Cruise. Um, Who uh, else? There's a bunch of other people. Russell in it. Brand. Um, who else? Who else? There's like a million people in that movie. There's a, uh, this dancer, Julianne Huff, I think that's her name. Oh yeah, she's um, in proactive commercials. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> um, and there's like a handful. Of Julianne Huff. <clears throat> oh, uh, Catherine Rosetta Jones. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's they're bringing her, her back. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Catherine her back like Zeta Jones. Like Remember, left. she was the she was the T-Mobile girl for a while. Yeah, she was. And I'm like, where'd she go? I liked her in Traffic. The movie Traffic. She had me fooled in um, Zorro, The Mask of Zorro. I actually thought that she was like of some kind of Spain or Hispanic descent. She's but, British. Yeah. I mean, that was like I don't know the, first, the first movie I've seen her in, I think. Hmm. And then I to, to discover that, oh, she's not even anything like that. And she's married to Michael Douglas. Did you Are know? I believe so, yeah. Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Did he come back from whatever he was dying of? I don't think he came back to act in anything. But no, but I mean came back to life. Yeah. Because he was like almost he, dead, right? Yeah, he was really suffering, but I think he's, he's, you know, he beat it, I think. Jesus. So kudos to him. Good job. Are you looking forward to the Olympics? Am I? Hmm. Um, actually, yeah, because they're fun to watch sometimes with my family. Because um, our favorite sport to watch is... Um, uh, speed, not speed walking. It's speed walking. It's the walking event. Because <coughs> you have to walk like heel mm. to toe. And it's Is that just, for real? It's for real. And we never realized that this was an actual sport until we saw it one year. And we're like, oh my God, are you serious? And it makes all these, all the men that are competing, it pretty much more or less kind of makes them look like they're gay by the way that they're walking. Because <laughs> they just have this to switch and twitch to them. Huh. It just doesn't seem natural, but it's a sport. Um, Sounds as dumb as curling. Walk racing or something? Yeah, curling is kind of weird. And that's actually, I think, a sport my sister and I said that we, we, we would compete in. We're just trying to figure out who's going to throw the stone. And Speed who's walking. It's what, the, it's what the soccer moms do in their neighborhoods. You see them all over the place. They've got those little um, five-pound... Five pound, um, <coughs> that's the weird thing. And, and it's like you can't run, but you have to keep your... It's like heel to toe the entire time. and Well, the soccer moms make it a race, too. It's racing back to their miserable lives of folding laundry and baking pies. 
Uh, so Picking up their kids at so many events that they wish they had never pushed them into in the first place. Yeah. I was going to say they wish they never had kids, but eh, whatever. Or push them into so many activities. Sometimes I don't, f- you know, I uh, these parents like just you know let your kids do what they want, you know, not don't. Well, sometimes they because I know it's good I to was, give them guidance, but I was one of those kids that never really wanted to do anything, and I had to be pushed into certain things. And you know, I kind of at times I'm like, eh why did my parents maybe do this? And then I'll go back and think about it. I'm like, eh, well, you know, at least I learned how to tie a knot. Because <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't want to do Boy Scouts, but my, um, the church I was going to at the time, they started their own troop or whatever. So that's how I got into that. I mean, I, I did that for a couple of years, but I, I and maybe like three other people were the only like main people that went. And I eventually dropped off because I'm like, we don't do anything. All we do, mm. we come and meet like every Tuesday just to talk about, stuff that's in this book, but we don't go out camping. We don't go out, you know, do anything. I mean, we did the uh, boxcar racing thing once, which I won, hmm. only to find out that later that it was because of the track. <laughs> Had nothing to do with my car, but, I mean, the car was awesome, too. It was green and gold, completely ugly, but it won. That's, the, that's all that matters. Um, but we didn't do anything, so I eventually kind of stopped going, and before I know it, I think a few months later, the troop kind of fizzled out. Yeah, so lame. It, it, it was lame. I admit, my troop was lame. I'm sure there was other Boy Scouts out there that did much more fun things, but we didn't do anything. Yeah, so. who was uh, who was uh, in charge of that? That troop. Um, I don't know. A couple of people that probably didn't quite have the experience of running a troop. I don't know. The ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I don't know. The, um, I mean, we even had like another troop. They weren't even like a troop, but just other people from another troop. They were trying to hype you guys up, trying to get it going. Right. I mean, we did, like, the popcorn sales and everything. (laughs) Because as, you know, Girl Scouts, they sell cookies. Boy Scouts, they sell popcorn. That's right. We we did those sales, and I think I was probably the top seller. So I might have been the only one maybe taking it seriously, maybe. But that's just the kind of genetic makeup that I was brought up. Like, once you put your mind to something, you got to follow through and do it. You guys needed, like, a a quick injection of bath salts or something (laughs) to get you you up and running. Uh, Yeah, probably. We needed something. Mm. But I eventually decided to quit because I'm like, I'm just wasting my time, and I don't like doing this thing and remembering all these phrases and blah, blah, blah. I mean, some kids, you know, need... A, a, a little push in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, some of these, like, some of these, like, I don't even know what you'd call them. They're just, like, wicked over-exuberant. Are you talking about parents Rah, again? rah, rah. Yeah, just, like, there's a name for them, and I can't quite put my finger on it. But they, like, it's almost like they, in, like, they start when their kids are, like, infants, like, well, because also the ones that like put them in the pageants and everything. Yeah. This is probably dance we, moms. Yeah, this is something we probably bring it back up on Saturday, um, so that we can swear about it. Well, because I know, um, I think if our special guest Babbling Babs comes back on Wednesday, and if Wendy Wendy's here on Wednesday, they they both have seen these shows and they can go on about it. The and dance mom show. Yeah, they can go more into detail because they both watched. I don't know if they continually watch the show, but they have watched it before that they can give us more insight onto that and probably give you a better name for what to call them because I don't know what, what you know, their proper definition would be. Hmm. 
But yeah, that's of the dance moms of the dance moms, that's and I think that's that's what they're called, bitchy yeah. dance moms, <laughs> dance moms. But they're out, they're outrageous. I don't know if there's a uh, like a, a catch-all word for all these these uh, these parents that are you know yeah. really over, overachieving kids. douches <laughs> <laughs> or overachieving parents. You know, we can go with that <clears throat> because you know they're just regular people too. Because um, there's that. There's you know the sports. Um, what other thing? Uh, maybe music. The ones that really push them to like maybe do your recital or I don't know. I mean, you know, people are always like, "What would Jesus do?" But did uh, did the Virgin Mother push Jesus <laughs> into you know all these activities to get to make his life so hectic that he couldn't concentrate on uh, you know spreading the word of um, no, of, I... of whatever he spread the word. Of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know I... what he spread the word of. Um... I don't think so. I think they may be living amongst sure. lepers and turning water into wine and well, fish into bread and all that. He didn't start any of that until he was 30 anyway. But um, most of the days, I'm, I'm assuming as a child, he was uh, learning what his father did, which was carpentry. So he was a, probably had to deal with that and probably wine to his mom. He never met his dad. Met his dad. His dad lives in heaven. He doesn't meet him until oh, later. Oh, not, not the spiritual dad. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh, Joseph. That's right. right Joseph. So he was a, you know, his a uh, his um his earthly um foster dad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cause I, I talked about it with my mom the other day. I was like, because um, he he had to live like a human. So I'm pretty sure, like, even as a carpenter, he had splinters. Joseph never touched Mary. Oh, he had brothers, brothers and sisters. It says so in the Bible. You don't really hear about them much, but he's he has I think maybe three three brothers and sisters. But when it came to Jesus, he he, there was no n- the, no possibility of Joseph being the father. Yes, yeah. absolutely none. According to the Bible, the none. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's to say? You know, Joseph wasn't getting a little frisky or something. I don't. I, I don't I don't know. It was a different time back then. Yeah. I mean, again, we're oh, talking was... about we're talking about the colorful shirts with the the triangles. These were the things. times where they used to uh, tight jeans. They used to throw people into arenas full of lions and watch them oh, yeah, get mutilated. <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like sooner or later we're going to start circling back to that, and those will be really tough times because I don't know. I, I feel it's it's getting closer. Um, it's probably going to happen on Fox. That's probably the channel's going to do. Oh, it. absolutely! Fox will run with that. Yes, there oh, is yeah. there is a movie I never watched it though um, called Live, and it's basically game contest- game contestants playing Russian roulette on live te- on live television. What? Say say this again. I blanked out because I started to think of the movie Live with the Brazilian soccer players that crash in the Andes. Oh, that's a live. Oh, live. Yeah. yeah. That's a live. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this movie's just called Live, mm, and okay. um, I. How do you know it's not live? It could be live. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, apparently one person will not live. But um, it's got five contestants. And I think I think it's starring Eva Mendez. I think. I don't remember. I have to look it up. Um, but it's a movie about a TV show, a live game show, where these contestants, they're on the air and they're playing Russian roulette. Hmm. And I guess maybe the prize is money. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I just read about it once. And I probably came out a few years ago, maybe 2005. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. Hmm. 
Maybe we should stop guessing and try to. That look sounds like a better version of the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, matter of fact, when I first heard about the Hunger Games, I actually thought about that yeah. movie, but um, which I keep hearing more and more stuff about. So like. I really need to check out this movie, but I don't think it's in theaters anymore. You know that movie Alive, um, every time I see it, I, I get the worst feeling of of uh, claustrophobia. Why is that? They're way out in open spaces. Yeah, but when they all go to bed, they all pack into the plane, which is like half smushed and half full of snow, and then all of their bodies packed in there. Oh, I just I, I, I feel like I feel like when I was a kid and you know, everybody that I was hanging out with would go through the snow tunnel, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't because I was... You're afraid the snow might cave in. Yeah. And then you might die and be frozen, and then they start eating your butt. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did eat one another's butts. I don't know why. I would think that would be like the, the fatty part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, what would I know? I'm not a cannibal, so I don't... Oh, that's also more stuff that I read about. Actual legit cannibals um, and like... There was, I guess, a guy who was going out to do research to, you know, find out with all these different cultures that ate people what, you know, what tasted like what. Um, some people said that parts of humans taste like veal, I guess, mm. or it's the same consistency. Hmm. Um, I don't know, some weird things. And I mean, it was all, uh, this, all these things I was reading was from io9.com. It's the a new. That? It's, I don't know, it seems like a new website, but they, they're a website that kind of likes to focus on things in the future. Um, but they had a whole segment all about death and zombies. and They had a more, more articles I want to read, but I haven't gotten to all of them. But that was one of them that I, I saw. I thought maybe you were going to say, like, you know, the, the cannibals out there all, after these stories of, you know, eating flesh and whatnot, you know, this, this zombie craze that just popped up recently. <clears throat> you know the real cannibals out there all gathered together and defended the uh, the eating of man. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, if they want to do drugs at the same time, that's their business. But you know, we we live normal lives eating people. Oh no, these were the people that are. Um, I won't lie. I, they're they're I, like I, tribes. They're, they're, they're those people. The I want to go somewhere and I want to be fed human meat. I don't want to like. Well, maybe. Well, that's yeah. that's what the guy was. He was like you know traveling. He was like a journalist. And, yeah. But. Uh, they had to discredit him because I think some of the stuff he made up. So they can't take everything that he wrote about as, you know, fact. I bet we taste terrible. I don't know. I just like, all right, no, I guess you can say that. People it depends living, on how, how right, you it, it depends on what culture you come from, what society you what come seasonings from. Seasonings are added. I mean, Americans pump themselves full of chemicals. Like, just, you know, chemicals and chemicals and chemicals and chemicals and all the crap we eat is just chemicals. And, you know, an American versus somebody from... India. I wouldn't even go... Mm. Yeah, all right. Because they, they have a different culture. They eat different things. I don't think but they they're, eat but beef. They're, right, right. Supposedly, um, Asian... To, to the Asian nose... <laughs> this is something I heard a long time ago. To the Asian nose, Americans smell like milk. Because of the amount of dairy we consume, that we just reek of it and we don't know it. Mm. That is true because um, something I, well, I don't know about the smelling like milk, but like uh, something I've kind of just thought about the other the other day is like, I probably, or maybe my house maybe might, might have a smell to it, but I don't know about it because I've, you know, I lived there, so I'm used right. to it. 
but I go to other people's houses and they have a smell to it. Mm-hmm. Not a bad smell. It's just they have a you know smell. Right. So I'm wondering what people might smell when they come to my house. And you know, and maybe that's just with us Americans. We all have this kind of smell, unless it's like completely bad. Like you need to bathe or you need less cologne. You know. Just, Overall, you know. I think it's just because. Um, Asians just aren't crazy about all the dairy products and it's just, it's very like, they're very sensitive to it, I guess. And I guess, you know, as soon as they step off the plane, they, you know, they smell smell like they're on a huge dairy farm. A lot of milk and cheese in this. I mean, we do, we do consume a lot. Well, yeah, we're the land of milk and honey, right? So shouldn't they be? Is that where we are? I think that's where we are. But I don't smell any any honey, just maybe a lot of milk. (sighs) The honey ref- is a uh, is symbolism for money. Mm. So yes, live came out in two thousand seven. It's a mockumentary following an ambitious TV network executive trying to produce a controversial reality show where contestants play Russian roulette, and it does star Eva Mendez. Ava. Ava. I'm sorry. Yeah, get it right. She's in that new movie with uh, Andy Garcia. I don't know if it's about. Um, uh, a Mexican uprising, I think it is. Savages? I don't know. I'm just the, the greater glory or the greater good. The greater oh, glory. I think I might... for greater glory. I don't know. I know she came out. There was a movie. Oh, let me just look it up. There's a movie she came out recently with, and it, it wasn't doing so well. Um, she's from. Um, well, Girl De- in Progress. That's the one I was talking about. Where is she from? Desperate Housewives. No. Ava Mendez. Where the you're thinking of. Uh, Ava Longoria. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Where does this one come from? She was born in Miami, Florida. No, she, but she I mean, what, like did, what did she start? She oh, what like her starting? Yeah. Um, ER. Well, that was maybe a guest spot. Um, Children of the Corn Five. She and was in the Roxbury. She was a bridesmaid. Children. She's in the Mortal Kombat Urban TV Legends. show. Was, uh... VIP. Children of the Corn Five. <laughs> oh my God! I didn't know they made it up wounds. that much. You know, because Children of the Corn was kind of creative. Training Day is the movie that I think I probably first noticed her in. Oh, that's um. Because she was like a, a Dennis Dennis a Denzel Washington Denzel Washington's uh, girl on the side. His boo. Yeah. <laughs> um, all about the Benjamin. Yeah, he was a mean bastard in that. He plays a good villain, actually. Denzel Washington plays a good villain when he wants to. And that's that's something that a lot of black people are upset about. Denzel. Oh, they don't like that? Well, that he got uh, an Oscar because he played bad. Uh, you know, all the times he played good. I mean, Malcolm X, and he didn't get an award for that. I never saw Malcolm X. It's good. Just check it out. I don't know anything about Malcolm X, actually. And, I, and, and that's something that I... I and that's uh, another Spike Lee joint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just for some reason, um, I don't know. I, I I should I should I should find out because you know, I uh, this is something I do regret not knowing anything about Malcolm X as a thirty year old person. Mm. Well, do some research on that, <clears throat> or at least watch that was the movie. a Spike Lee joint. Yep, hmm. it was like one of it was a, a big a big event. I do remember that. Um, I remember. Well, I don't know if I remember it, but I remember seeing. <laughs> footage of it later like a lot of people wearing malcolm x hats just basically just the x on it um i don't know why but i'm a big fan of a a lot of spike lee's movies actually you know the only one i was surprised that i liked the one with uh it was about uh inside man inside job or inside man the one with uh, clive owen and jodie foster's in it and christopher Plummer's in it you you know what i'm talking about i do that one i was surprised that i uh that i liked that one um 
I don't, I'm not sure if I liked it the first time, but after I like, after it's, it happens a lot. There's like movies I watch and after it's over, I'm not sure if I like it or not. Ha, have like you I ever, said. have you ever seen his documentary when the levees broke not yet. about New Orleans? All right. I think because it, maybe it's the time. It looks like it's so long. Watch, yeah, it is really long, but it's good. Watch it. At least start watching it and, and keep in mind the music, the, the original score in it. And then go back and watch Inside Man or Inside Job, whatever the hell that movie is. It came out around the same time, and he didn't have enough time with everything going on mm-hmm. to, or his music guy, to come up with a whole new um, piece of music. I think it was... So they use the same I score? think with, with the documentary, how, how he wanted to put it out, yeah, so they used the same like re- uh, reoccurring tune from that movie in When the Levees Broke. Good person to note is a friend of mine, uh, Magdalena. She's really big on when it comes to scores and actual scores. names of people, composers yeah. who do it. Because uh, our, I guess, our favorite is uh, Michael Giancina. Oh man, I forgot his name already. But he, he did the score for Lost and Fringe. He's the same guy for the movie Up. Uh, Grammy. I think he probably won a Grammy. I know he won an Oscar, but he's he's an awesome guy. Um, but yeah, it's time for us to wrap it up. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. All right. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in to the 68th installment of The Lost Dial on allnoiseradio.com. It's been a pleasure. As always. And uh, just remember. If there's no glue on the bottom of your shoes, you're going to fall off. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot already. You can see, if the world didn't suck, <laughs> yeah. we'd all fall off. That's right. That's all. Goodbye. Bye. I'm lost in the Dial is brought to you by AllNoiseRadio.com and powered by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. To hear more Lost Dial, find us on iTunes and TheLostStylePodbean.com and listen to us anytime, anywhere. To contact us, email TheLostStyle at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TheLDCrew and follow us on Twitter at TheLostStyle.